0: Show you how. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Build Your Own Funnel, the podcast where we, inbound marketers, teach you, remodelers, how to build your own inbound marketing and sales funnel. On this podcast, we are never shy about diving into the weeds and giving concrete examples of campaigns that we have seen and run that have worked, boosting sales for remodelers like yourself. I am your co-host, Malachi Price, Builder Funnel's inbound marketing consultant, and today I am joined by our junior marketing consultant and DJ, Matt Ehrlich. Toyota, <laughs> not a sponsored episode. Um, Toyota, please sponsor us. Uh, we don't have Danielle today. This is going to be a special episode. She's feeling a little bit under the weather. So what we're doing today, since it's just me and Matt, um, is that we are going to we're going to skip the the drinks section of the podcast because that might end up being just half of the podcast. Given that it's going to be kind of a short episode, so this will be part of our kind of side series called Quick Tips, um, where we just kind of give quick tips on one individual hyper-specific aspect of your inbound marketing. Matt, what is it that you're talking to us about today?
1: Um, Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I'm glad I have a voice to speak out against Malachi. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking about how uh, we typically do an audit on a Facebook page or Instagram page. It could apply most of the tips for any of your social accounts but we're just going to focus on those two today
0: okay excellent so basically we're just going through step by step what a typical audit looks like for us in our blueprint process um and the specific things that we're looking for that we generally want to to fix or perfect
1: yeah so just starting out usually first thing i'll do if i'm auditing a uh, facebook page is just I guess this one's not part of the audit, but it comes first before the audit. You gotta link your Facebook somewhere. Facebook, Instagram, any social media you have, it should be easily accessible. If I have to contract several coworkers to find your stuff, that's a problem. If it's on your website, make sure you're checking if the links are working and correct. A lot of times you'll change a URL or you'll rebrand and the link doesn't get changed, so it becomes a nightmare to find that social media page or... It's under another name, so just make sure, for consistency's sake, the link is correct. It's uh, available on your website, your Google business profile. Uh, make sure you have that sorted out. Um, and Once I actually find your Facebook, I start by looking at, number one, first thing you see is profile picture, cover photo. Uh, we usually recommend profile picture. This should be across all your social media. Make it your logo. Uh, nothing makes it more difficult for someone to find you or, uh, I guess, figure out if you're the same, you know, this deck company from over here. Nothing makes it more difficult if your logo is, one of them is a picture of you and your team, and the other one is a picture of your logo, and then another one is a picture of a logo, but from five years ago. Make sure Mm -hmm. that's consistent. Um, I see it happen all the time. General rule of thumb, even if you have in your logo maybe, like, a little graphic, like a house or something like that, just put that in it, it's a nice little modern twist. Uh, if not, you just have a standard logo. Just white background your logo just in the center, and just keep that consistent. Just save the JPEG or PNG. Just put it like for each of your social medias. Just make your life easier. You don't have to tweak it or anything. Um, for a cover photo, this is a uh, more Facebook-centric one. But on LinkedIn, you can also do a cover photo, and it would be the same practice. Uh, you're going to want to do just interesting photo, pick your best picture, put it there. could also be of your team. I don't see too many people doing the team. Uh, A lot of people will put like, award-winning, you know, remodeler in Arizona. That's fine. I I get what you're trying to do. Only issue that comes with that is a lot of times on mobile it gets cropped uh, Mm -hmm. or it'll be very low-res because some of you guys don't know uh, that when stuff scales up and it's small, it don't look so good. So make sure you're always checking on multiple devices how something looks, and just make it a your best, you know, best picture of recent job. Could be you know most recent job. Could be an older job you did. Just make sure it's something that looks good and will look good mobile, uh, desktop, laptop, wherever you're looking. Um, going down the checklist, we recommend logos on pictures. This isn't. Requirement. We usually say it's optional, but it's good for if you have a competitor or somebody else. You know, they took your pictures. Having your branding on there is definitely one good for branding. It keeps consistency, and people will know exactly who they're looking at if it's there. But also, if something ever you know occurred where someone took your pictures for stock photos to use on their website, you know, it's a lot more difficult to get around that if the logo's on there. Um, That's. Mal, do you agree with that? That's what I've always assumed from that. I don't know if that's the technical reasoning for it. Yeah. um... Take a longer pause before... Anyway, (laughs) I I thought you were going to have... I thought Mal would have some insight there. I just want to take a sip of my, uh, my drink, which, if you were wondering, it's Yuzu Mandarin Good & Gather brand Unsweetened Sparkling Water. Target, please sponsor us. Um... So logos on pictures—that's easy. You could just throw it in Paint and put a PNG of your logo, slap it on there. Maybe throw a little transparency. Mama Mia is gonna look great. Um, then
0: here, wait—I'm the sorry. Ba- I, I feel—I yeah, yeah. feel like I am obligated to say something as opposed to just leaving you with the pause. But yeah. generally, I agree. The reason I paused is because it's not like—it's not a must. Whenever we put it in our social media audits, we kind of recommend it just because. Some very quick background, we didn't actually start making this recommendation until we had a client who was getting their photos stolen by competitors, and they were using the client's photos. Um, This is something that's easier to avoid if you do have a watermark on your image. It's not like it'll be hard for you to prove in the court or whatever which photos are yours, even if you don't have them watermarked, but it's probably going to make your life easier if you do. So we do recommend that.
1: Yes. I knew it had happened to one of our previous clients, but I couldn't remember which one, so I thought you were going to have the background, which you did. Um, So just going, continuing down the list. Um, Tone is consistent. Branding is consistent. This is where it gets a little bit confusing. Uh, You want to have a unified voice for what you're posting, um, starting from the About section, going to every single post you make, how you respond to reviews on social, This is, again, we're talking about Facebook, but this goes for pretty much any social media account that you might have, whether it's Pinterest, whether it's Twitter, um, or X, whatever. Um, (laughs) You're gonna, spoiler, it's X at this point, so this is, if you're listening to this now, he he did the thing. Um, Tone is, you want to make sure unified voice. If you're having multiple people posting on an account, you really want to hone in on how your brand speaks are you casual are you talking like you're hip and trendy are you talking more professional we often ask when we're doing a questionnaire as part of the blueprint what's the what's your brand's voice like how do you want to come across and we'll get like professional uh know you know know what we're talking about friendly keep those in mind uh if you want to come across or you're a chill company that you know could crack open a beer with one of your you know clients then You would want to write your social media to convey that, but it's important if you're having multiple cooks in the kitchen posting things, make sure everyone's on the same page. I've consistently seen, or not consistently, but I have seen consistently there be accounts where great social, great pictures, everything being posted is great, but you're having one post that's like, have a wonderful Christmas, and it's got 700 emojis... And then the next post is like, happy new year, no emojis, like random crusty JPEG being posted. Whereas the last one looked phenomenal. You're going to run into issues there where it becomes more difficult with branding, which was the next one. It's going to be confusing because you're going to go from one post being really high quality to one not being so high quality. And it makes it difficult for someone who's just scrolling through Facebook to kind of identify if that's you posting, you know, you ever looked at. One of my favorite, um, social media accounts is, um, why am I drawing a blank? That fast Doritos. food one. No. Taco the, Bell. Don't, no, not Taco Bell. What's the one, um? Jack in the Box. No, it's not Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box is good. There's one that's really good on social media. I can't remember what it is. Wendy's. Uh, no, nah, it's not Wendy's. Uh. Damn it. It's like one of the, <laughs> Arby's. Arby's. Um, okay. All right, all right. I, I don't want to eat a beef? sandwich that's entirely composed of roast beef, but like, I know it's good. Uh, but their social <laughs> media is fantastic because they tend to lean on, like, nerd culture, more, uh, like, Army and Mal's demographic. So when you see a post by them, I don't have to check the logo to be like, is this Arby's? I'll see, like, French fries making, you know, an anime character, and I go, ah, this is Arby's. Like, they're doing something uh that's their branding. That's what they're going for. So you want to keep your post very similar in content, very similar in what you're putting out there uh, is the best way to describe how to keep your branding consistent. So just, again, find out who you're marketing towards and tailor-make your content for them. And also make sure with branding, you're using your colors, you're using, you know, your logo where applicable. Um, fonts. You, you want to, fonts, fonts are super important. People forget about that. Try to match it up with what's on your website. Uh, if you don't know what font's on your website, there's tons of resources out there like what the font uh things like font squirrel or something like that you usually can just plug in your website and it'll break down the fonts you can easily download them or you might have them already on your computer that is a great way um to just all unify your brand across every platform um so continue i could talk for hours about that but that's a broad overview and it's one of those things that if you go look if you're like are we doing that and you go look like, you'll know immediately if you're not. If you're using 17 different fonts and every single social media post is vastly different looking than one another, you gotta fix that, because it's a nightmare for somebody who may not see one of your posts, not see three, and then see a post and be like, is this the same company? So, go check. It's important. Um,
0: Can I speak, Matt? The-
1: no, you're not allowed. Shut up. Okay. Anyway, yes
0: yeah matt i actually i want to see if you agree with this because you're more of the design eye between the two of us but because this is something that really frustrates me so i want to say it and i want to say it bluntly if you were using more than two fonts on your social media page you're probably using too many fonts do you agree with that matt
1: i agree um i believe this is me my fine arts design. I went to school for typography at one point, or not typography, what, whatever, college is a blur. Um, but I remember part of typography is you want to keep the, uh, I think it's limited to two or three fonts max. This could be completely wrong, but you guys will never know because you guys aren't designers. Um, but hey, it's maybe like they are.
0: Two... Give them some credit, Matt.
1: The, uh, the, if it's the Irish <clears throat> I, I, there's no designers there. Um, so yes, uh, two to three, Max, if you want to make it easy for yourself, look at your website, what are you using as a header? Um, You know, h1, we've talked about that previously, I believe either last week or the week before that. Um, But header, that should be usually what your, you know, biggest font in it is, then have something for body, probably just use whatever is the body text uh, font on your website. Uh, Just use that. Just keep it simple. If you're going into three, four, it's the same with color. Um, A lot of brands usually have two, maybe three colors when we do a, a style guide for them. If you're approaching seven colors on a picture, that's too much, just two is fine. Also, generally, don't make the font multiple different colors, like keep the font black, white, if you're doing like a light blue, that's your color, just to keep it one color. Just try to keep things neat if you're looking at it and your eye is, good design trick. You want whatever you're advertising to be where your eye darts to immediately. If I'm Mm -hmm. looking at a picture and the person is uh, on Facebook and it's a Facebook logo with a blue background, that's the first thing I wanna look at when I look at the image. If I'm looking around and my eyes can't figure out where to look, that's not a good, you know, obviously this does not apply for if you're posting a kitchen or you're posting updates about one of your team members had a baby, that's different. But if you're posting something you've curated, like made from Canva or a video, Try to remember that, like you're trying to draw focus to a specific thing. And if my eyes are having a stroke, looking at, oh, there's orange in the corner, and then there's a random square, then their logos <laughs> over there, and then there's like, don't do that. That's not good. Um, there's plenty of resources online you can look up. Uh, that'll explain to you just the how that works, the human brain, uh, works. So just try to, just try to look at your images, like take a step back and go, where does my eye go first? Um, but yes, like Mal said. Just keep it to two fonts. Anything more gets cluttered and difficult to, kind of, like, visual language gets a little bit jumbled. Um, What else? So, 10 plus reviews, we recommend. Reviews are hard. Not everyone's gonna read, or read. Not everyone reads the reviews. Not everyone leaves a review. Um, This can go for any social media platform. Just, our best practices are just, tell them, you know, after you finish a job, like, hey, leave us a review, and, you know feature you or maybe you're like we'll give you a five dollar gift card or give some incentive or just say if you know it was a really good job and you got along with them well just ask them to leave a review on your social media and you could use that I'm pretty sure I might be wrong on this correct me if I'm wrong now but I am pretty sure you can use reviews for multiple platforms is that correct or is that some weird like it has to be specifically for that platform
0: you can what do you mean use them
1: I always thought there was a way to like populate like, if somebody gave a Google review, you can have it show up on Facebook. Maybe I'm thinking of something different. Like oh. Or share. No, I, I'm getting something confused with something else. Um, but could you have the same review show up on multiple, like, platforms? Is that allowed?
0: Not that I know of. I don't want to say okay. no, but that's just not familiar to me.
1: Okay. I don't know either. I don't know what's, like, you know, best practices with that. But Well, gener-
0: I... Sorry to cut you off, but no, 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 I I do have a suggested best practice for this. Nope. If you're if you're asking for reviews, don't ask reviews don't ask for reviews on any platform other than Google. It it's good to have reviews on your social. Anywhere that you already have reviews, if people are leaving them for you, whatever, that's great. Um, leave them. But if you ever ask anybody for reviews, have them do it on Google. That's where it matters the most by far.
1: Okay. I didn't know that. I knew Google was important, but I had no idea that it was the main one. But that's, you know, there you go. Um. So, so yeah, ask for reviews. Send out an email afterwards. Even now, if you're like, ah, we haven't had a job in a couple months, in which then you should probably call us. We can help. Um, <laughs> you want to really, you know, get some reviews, you're like, it looks, you know, number one, you go on Amazon, you look at, you know, products, you see one review, eh, like, are you gonna click on that? No, you want more reviews. The more reviews you have, the more credibility you build. Even if they're bad, something that, one of the first things Mal taught me when I started working at Builder Funnel was, or not taught me, I was nearby while he spoke and I cowered in a corner, but... Mm -hmm. Even a four-star review is good. You don't want to have just five, all five, because that looks suspicious, too, because no one's perfect. You're going to have some reviews, someone gives a three, but that's all good. You want those reviews because they breed legitimacy. So, any way you're going to get reviews, just send an email out. A couple months later, right now, you could draft up, you know, if you have a mailing list, just get a couple people to give some reviews and just be like, go on Facebook, go on um, uh, Google, like, leave reviews. Um, And recommendations, too. Recommendations are... I think specifically for Facebook, but it's as easy as someone just, I don't think they even have to write anything for recommendations. They just go, they recommend it. So get some family, friends, people you've worked with to just leave some recommendations. It all looks good when someone's going through like, should I hire them? And they have like 70 plus recommendations. So definitely get on. If you don't take away anything else from this, you could have the worst social media, but if people, if you're, you know, online, have good reviews and people are, contacting you then keep doing what you're doing but reviews are extremely important i can't stress that enough um finally for facebook i don't want to run too long because we have instagram too but actionable call to action we've talked about this probably a billion times on the podcast um call to actions they're the buttons that you see they will be like call now message us whatever you know you've seen them before you most likely have them on your website right now if you don't give us a call. That's a huge problem. But if you on Facebook uh, are noticing you're not getting a lot of uh, click through, like you're not seeing a lot of people reaching out or you're not getting a lot of messages, maybe it's time to change up your call to action. It's super easy on Facebook. Uh, You just go into like edit the page and you can change the call to action that shows up at the top there. I don't know if there's necessarily a correct one it's obviously based on your brand. If you have a lot of people, you know, your demographic skews younger and they like messaging, like they're using Messenger, maybe you do message us or, you know, send a message. If you're getting a lot of older people that like to call, you know, call now. It's based on whatever works for you. So you could do a little, you know, A-B testing, do a week of this specific one, do a week of this and see what works. So, But always have one there, super important, and try to keep it from being generic, uh, you know. Some of the Facebook ones are just like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember which ones, but there's a couple that are kind of more generic that I don't recommend. Um, But yeah, I don't know. A lot of the other stuff we look for is just engagement. If people are clicking on your stuff, it's very difficult uh, without boosting nowadays to kind of get that engagement unless you have a huge following, which is very difficult in and of itself. So, just we look at engagement, we just see how many people are clicking. Um, That's just, you know, post good content, post video, um, make sure, you know, you're posting content people want to engage with, whether it's a poll, whether, you know, it's a giveaway, just stuff like that. Uh, Post things that people would want to click on and you'll see engagement. Also, we just recommend boosting, even if it's a couple dollars, you'll be amazed that goes far. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's most of—unless, Mal, you have anything else you want me to talk about, that's just a general overview of the Facebook audit. Uh, Instagram will go a little bit quicker, just because a lot of the practices uh, are the same. So if you have anything to say.
0: No, that was comprehensive. I'm cool. impressed.
1: Thank you. It's my job. Um, Instagram, uh, mostly similar. Um, Instagram just has a f- couple of different caveats. Uh, profile picture, exactly what we just said, Um, you're going to want to keep it the same. I believe for the most part, if your accounts are tied together, Facebook and Instagram, which is always a good thing, uh, they automatically... I changed my profile picture on Instagram and it changed it on Facebook, which is cool, because I didn't want that, but that's apparently a thing. So I think if they're tied together, you don't even have to worry about this. If you make one for one, it'll just go to the other. So that's neat little thing um
0: yeah optimize oh but yeah pay attention to that though because instagram and facebook meta really the zuck they're trying to get to the point where cross-posting is happening between the two and what i mean by that is that you may have noticed recently like a little pop-up or something being like hey you can cross post this to facebook or instagram whatever the opposite is of what you're posting on um And there's a setting for that. Just make sure that that's only turned on if you want it Um, because not all content that's good for Facebook is perfect for Instagram and vice versa. Just, just pay attention to that. That's all.
1: Yes. And if you're using, um, that brings up a really good point. If you use, is it, is it, It's Meta Business Manager or whatever. There's the two different versions that do the same thing. But if you're using Meta's business suite and their tools, often they'll let you post. Or when you yeah. create a post, yeah, they'll have you do uh, Instagram and Facebook. And fun little thing, what Mal just said, that the cropping is not the same. And you want to, we recommend that you put hashtags on your Instagram Facebook, you could put hashtags. I personally don't use them. It's way more niche on Facebook, and it's not really built around that. So I generally don't post them, and I also think it kind of clutters up what's going on there. So not my thing. But if you don't touch anything, and say you make the Instagram first, and you go, ah, you know, I'll throw it on Facebook too, it will just copy and paste everything over to Facebook too. So that could lead to, you know, spacing being weird, there being things like hashtags that are, Like, you know, some that'll rank on Instagram that don't rank on Facebook, you're going to end up with a mess of stuff. So always check that you're, before you're posting, you know, cross-posting both, that either you want to cross-post, and if you are cross-posting, make sure that you crop the photo so it meets Instagram's best practices. Please check the quality of the photo that you're posting. It might look fantastic on Instagram and then gets compressed when it goes to Facebook, or if it's on Facebook and it's on a desktop, it might look like blurry and disgusting and you do not want that that is what i'm going to talk about in about a minute but make sure when you're cross-posting to like with a fine tooth comb go through every little detail and make sure you're happy with both and preview they have the preview option there the amount of times i've seen someone post something that very clearly was cross-posted and they did not do any research they just clicked it and there's like weird like an emojis up here and then there's one down here because it wasn't supposed to be for instagram also adding on to that uh links don't work in instagram facebook if you're posting a link great you want to do that it'll auto populate and make a little preview thing we don't normally or personally i don't when i post a instagram post that or sorry facebook post that has a link in it i don't put a picture there because i'll usually use whatever the image is unless it doesn't look good or it doesn't have one um for the preview for the link i will just leave that because it you don't want to clutter it up too much but that does not translate to instagram so if you are posting something to instagram with a link you're going to have a bad time instead this goes into the next thing optimize your bio we recommend using some emojis you're going to want to explain what you do put your area your service area in there where your office is or where you're looking to do business So many companies I see with a great bio and they don't put their location. How am I supposed to know? Which makes it difficult for me because there's so many companies with similar names. How am I supposed to know that like Big John's remodeling here in Oklahoma is the one that I'm looking for? It could be one in Arizona. I have no way of knowing because there's a picture of a tractor and I'm from New York. I have no idea where the tractor would be used and I have no location. I can't tell you who whose this is and the logo is a picture of like a cow I have no idea like I can't it, that makes it difficult make sure in your bio you're including what you do where you work and as I was saying if you're going to uh be posting like blog posts stuff like that you're gonna want to put in your bio a link um you could do a link tree highly recommend very good very easy to edit uh, free uh Easily, you can swap things in and out, and it makes it super easy if you want to, in a post, say, hey, you know, check out our latest blog, link in bio, you know, they go back, they click, boom, done. Or if that's too much for you or you don't feel like you're going to get value out of that, instead, you can just post the set of your website link, which generally is, I would say, best practice is to have that, you know, your website link be the link in bio. Um, You could also post your latest blog in there. So make sure you're... uh, you're Make sure your bio is optimized. Make sure your bio is optimized um, and just make sure it looks good. Like, Not everyone has an eye for like design, but if you look at it and it just is messy, so everyone else is going to see that too. Um, tone is consistent. I'm not going to go over this again. You just make sure what you're posting. Most people just cross post, uh, so you're going to have the same stuff you're posting on, um, what do you call it? Facebook. Uh, I don't see this being an issue. This almost never comes up on Instagram as an issue. Uh, Tone is usually consistent across the two platforms, so I never really have to check that. Uh, Quality content posted is one that we kind of, like, added in recently. I think Dom added that in, and I really liked it, so I've started posting it, um, or started using it as we've done Blueprints. Um, You don't want to post shit. If you're posting, like, stock photos, you're posting, like, Canva. Look, I love Canva. I'm in it like 90% of the day. If you're posting just like generic Canva templates with just no branding on it and no pictures, like, come on, what is that doing for you? It's better to wait a day and make a really good post than to post every single day with something that you did no research on or is not driving traffic. Like, you want to be posting to humanize your brand and, you know, show off what you do, but also. There's got to be an objective in mind. And if you're posting just stock photos and be like, ha, ah, look at this. This is a deck. Like, what is that doing? You're not showing your work. It's not, you know, driving traffic. It's it's just silly. So make sure what you're posting, you have an objective in mind. And it's just good content. If you're... If, I don't really know how to, like, explain it better than that. But uh, there's several Instagram accounts that I follow just because everything they put out is interesting, it's relevant to me and I find it you know fun and I every time I see it, I'll stop and be like, you want to make content where people will stop what they're doing because we're consuming so much media during the day. Stop, look and be like, oh, this is that brand that I like and they'll click on your stuff or they'll read the bio or not bio read the um, description. So just make sure make stuff that'll make someone stop and really think. Uh, that's just broad overview of that I guess. Um, grid design. Uh, this is not one that I necessarily, I don't not follow it, but I don't know if you have any insight on grid design. Basically, I I think it was just every, it's like every other one. You should follow some sort of like posting habit, like you do one, I don't know, review where it's like, you know, a text review of somebody, uh, I don't know, left a really good review and you want to highlight that. And then the next day post something like, look at what our team built and a behind-the-scenes photo, and then the next day, post something, um, you know, another review or something with a graphic. So when you're looking at the grid design, or when you're looking at the grid as a whole, it's looking very aesthetically pleasing that, you know, every other day, you're posting this thing, or every third day, you're doing this, and visually, it looks nice. I know that's not always obtainable, like, some people don't have the ability to do that, but it does look good, and people will notice if you put in the effort um agreed. Were you gonna say something?
0: I said agreed.
1: I thought you said ergurt. Um, yep, that's and... a word. I can't do this anymore. Uh, story <laughs> highlights. Um, story highlights. They're the little things under your bio. Uh, they have, you know, the option to kind of put stories in there permanently. This is great. Uh, it'll continually show pictures. We recommend these for like behind the scenes photos. Um. Or completed jobs, you can do community uh, photos, spotlights, um, you know, feature people. If you have a podcast, you could throw that in there. They're very easy to make. There's templates in Canva to make even little icons for each of them, which highly recommend. It just cleans Mm -hmm. it up and makes it look nice. And those are just, you know, we recommend you be posting stories. So when you post a particularly good story, throw that into the highlights and you never have to worry about it again. It'll just be there. It just looks nice and, again, adds legitimacy, um, you know, and a lot of stuff, you know, maybe you don't want to post on your feed, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. You don't want it to look messy. That's not really part of your brand. Well, make a highlight that just says, ah, behind-the-scenes. Boom. Now people who are like, I want to see what they do, can go and click through there, and you don't have to have it muddle up your feed. So easy to do, very easy to maintain. I think it's as easy as just going add to highlights. That's it, Uh, you know. Bada bing, bada boom. You're you're done, and you never have to think about it again. Uh, and I guess you know engagement is same, and just hashtags. I guess this will be the last thing. Hashtags. You pay attention to hashtags. Uh, generally speaking, you can get AI if you know AIs. AIs are really cool. They can have. Um, they can generate you lists of what's trending what's not trending also you could do your own research that's you know the best way of doing it but if you don't have time you could use an ai or you could use pretty much there's programs online for free that if you type in you know i'm in castle rock colorado and be like cool and they'll pull up like here's what's trending and you could find some local you could find some you know whatever services you provide uh you could you know find just basic ones like Fan Friday, stuff like that. Uh, And make sure you're branding your own content with whatever your company's name is, and just keep that going. So if anyone ever clicks on that or stumbles across it, they have an entire library of just your pictures, and that's another way to keep your branding consistent. So I think that's... I, I said a very brief overview and then talked for like 30 minutes, but I don't know how to keep this brief because... It's a lot of stuff, but, yeah, that's just how I do a social media audit. Um, You know, if you ever are bored, just go through and audit your social media. You'll notice lots of little things, you know, stuff being cropped weird, like your about section getting cut off, you know, a weird scam review. Like, if you really look at the nitty-gritty, you'll find things that, you know, you can easily fix.
0: I told the listeners that this would be an especially short episode that was a yeah lie. we'll
1: just okay guys if you watch it at <laughs> 1.5 i'm gonna sound like mickey mouse but if you you'll get all the information in like half the time
0: that that doesn't math correctly but
1: yeah basically i didn't i didn't get hired for math
0: yeah that that's fair um yeah so in in review i think a good takeaway here whoever's listening by the end of this episode you're probably like wow there is a bunch of stuff that maybe we're not doing correct with, with our social media, or maybe you're not even sure, which is maybe more likely because it's the kind of thing that you might set and forget because it's just a pain in the ass to continuously go in and audit your social media. But if say once a year or every six months, you go through all of the steps that Matt just explained, you have a comprehensive uh, audit of your social media. If, If you or your manager have the question in your mind of like, are we doing social media correctly? Go back through this episode, step-by-step, just listen to what it is Matt says that he's looking for and check that you have that. Uh, Check that you have anything to fix. I am confident that if you go through this episode and step-by-step check along with what Matt is saying on your social media, Depending on how fast you can click, maybe you can do it within the length of this episode. Just have your entire social media cleaned up by then. Or it might take a good half a day, which is which is more likely and totally worth it. If you're doing this for the first time and you're taking all these steps, it'll take maybe a couple hours. It'll get faster every time you do it. And once again, it's worth it. And each individual step is, is pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Yeah. There it is. Was that the first sound effect of the episode? No, that's the second one.
1: The second one, yeah. It turns out you can't talk and DJ at the same time. It's very difficult.
0: That makes sense. Well, um, I want to say uh, thanks to Matt for doing this episode all by himself. We are so proud of him. Um, Matt, can you give yourself a sound effect a sound effect round of applause?
1: Um, hold on.
0: There you go. Good job, pal. That's all for you. You hear them? You hear how excited they are? That's because you taught them how to make their social media profiles better. They're whooping. They're whooping. They're whooping and they're hollering. Now, on the other hand, if you listen to all this stuff and you're like, I don't have freaking time for this and I don't know how to do it. I, I don't understand Facebook, etc. Another option is is that you can reach out to us and have us do it for you. Because just to give you full disclosure here, everything that Matt described is exactly the steps that we take when we're doing a social media audit for uh, when we create a blueprint for for one of you guys, for a Remodeler. As a reminder, a blueprint is a full year of strategy, um, and that includes comprehensive audits on all of the relevant um, all of the relevant platforms that your marketing would be on. So so your, your website, your social media, how are you doing in your keyword rankings, all of that stuff. So it's comprehensive and you could have Matt personally being the guy who does that for you. That, that's not a joke. Matt yeah. literally will do all of those things that you just said if you come on and do a blueprint with us. So that's an option. Um, but yeah, I think we'll call it for this episode. Matt, you want to cue the music, please? So thanks again to Matt. Matt, I'll I'll let you do it. Is there something you wanna to say to sign off? I'll give you the last word.
1: Um it takes me like an hour and a half to do a social media audit. If you can do it faster than that and do it well, I'll I'll buy you a pizza.